Lend us your ears and rejoice now, for we are the chosen of mercy. You guys want to just walk in you got to swim under and then walk up yeah of course okay the river octopus cave you hear some like lapping of water in here but it is quite dark i believe you can only see a little bit could i potentially cast pass without trace on us is that only an action to cast yeah okay then yeah i'll just put a single finger in front of where my lips would be underneath my mask Shall we move forward quietly? I'm just going to nod. I'd like to try and move in here a little bit stealthily. Yeah, make your stealth checks. Don't forget, you get to add plus 10 because of Pass Without Trace. Dirty 20. 33. Oh shit, I just realized that if if we're going to sacrifice the Stakaira, we're not going to be able to eat the octopus. (laughs) God damn it. You want to eat this thing? I've been told octopus is delicious. I will continue to move inwards a bit. I just sort of hug the wall at this point. Can I hear anything? There is like a drip of water from like ceiling. There's some like stalagmites, small ones and small stalactites. So there's like a constant drip of water. Other than that, nothing. This way. So you see the water. You want to do anything with the water? That kind of like drops off like two feet down into a pool. I can't see anything in this pool, can I? Make a perception check. 18. Looking into this pool, it is kind of deep. It might go somewhere else, but you're not entirely sure. But it's like it's very dark, and it's also water. So it's a deep pool. I'm going to keep walking down. Yeah, that slope declines into the water itself. Hmm. I'm going to go back to this pool. I'm going to just very gently get into it and see if I can dive down maybe about 10 feet, see if I can see any passageways or anything. All right. You dive down 10 feet. uh, It keeps going. I'll go another 10 feet. Does it keep going past that? With your dark vision and limited sight, you are unable to tell any other passageways, but it does keep going deeper. I'll go back to the surface then. I'm going to walk over to this pool. Am I able to tell how deep this one goes? Make another perception check. 12. You're not too sure how deep it goes, but looking down, you do see like glittering lights or like reflecting something under the water. It's like reflecting. Hmm. Shit. I don't know where it went. What is not? It's not here. At least not from what I can see. Well, then perhaps we can abandon the element of surprise. Nehmet recasts light. I'll drop pass without trace as well. 
you can now clearly see there are coins, thousands of them, in this little pool of water. Gold, silver, platinum. How deep down are the coins? Now with the light, it's easy to tell they're like 15 feet down. If you two want to grab some of that, go ahead. I'm going to check something else. I'm going to stay as Ova's bodyguard for this point instead of grabbing coins. Nah, I will start scooping coins up in like a bag. Alright, make an investigation check. Ooh, shit. Natural 20. Oh, nice. So very quickly, you're able to find a good amount of platinum coins. 40 platinum pieces. You're able to quickly scoop up. And then you also find a bit of mithril. You see it kind of like poking out of some of the muck. Pull at it. Alright, you go and reach for the mithril. You start to pull out a dorada. As you pull it out, you can see there's more mithril weapons. But now you feel something on the back of your neck as you kind of reach down to pick them up. It's not water. It's thicker. Do you have your hand go to it? I mean, obviously. Well, it is black like ink. If you want to look up, you can see what happens. The rocks above you start to shift colors back to the purple. And then you hear it cry out, Dirty thief! And it falls on top of you. We'll roll initiative, and this will be the first thing that happens. Okay, let's do this. As a natural 16, plus 4, a dirty 20. Oh, same. Wow. <laughs> I get a 1. <laughs> <laughs> so, make a dexterity saving throw with disadvantage. Me? Yes. There's a 13 and a 10, so 16 total. You dive out of the way as it slams into the ground and splashes up water, just missing you. All right. Top of the popcorn initiative. It would be Nazca, but there is a lair action. From the stalactites, you see a black blob just ascend and splash down in a puddle of ink, dropping right on top of Nausicaa and Ilva. You are surrounded in darkness. Uh, that's unfortunate. Uh, but you are first, Nausicaa. All right, I'm going to go ahead and, like, step out of it. Mm-hmm. And then I'm going to shoot it. Yep. And then I do damage. All right. That's a decent amount of damage. Yeah, six piercing. So is it looking like it's any, like, better? Like it's healed at all? Not that you can tell, but it does look... Uh, it was sort of playful before, but now it is, is very angry that's looking. Okay. And then I'm going to shoot it again. Alright. And then I do damage. Yep. yep, 11 piercing. And then I'm going to do the thing that I should have done hours ago. I'm going to use Bramble Arrow, which is 2 6 poison. Okay. Yeah. And then it's, it's Bramble. And that'll be my turn, and I assume it goes. Yes, it does go. It will begin its multi-attacking assault. Oh boy. First up, one tentacle snakes by Nehmet and grabs Ilva. It has advantage because you are in its goop. An 11 on two rolls 
its luck continues to hold in its own goddamn lair. Yeah, that's fine. It will then sweep a tentacle at you, Nefmet. Make a dexterity saving throw. 16. A 16. You are able to dodge the large portion of the damage. You take half of eight, and you are not knocked prone. It, like, swept its tentacle in, like, a ten-foot, like, kind of half-sphere around it, and you just leaped over it. Cool. I'm going to take the initiative. He kind of crouches low and puts his hands on the ground, and he's like, you want to know how to make an octopus giggle ten giggles? You give it ten tickles! And he fucking brings his hands forward from the ground, and he casts Thunder Wave at third level. Okay, con save. Constitution 15. All right, it rolls an 11. <laughs> what is happening? <laughs> it's rolling pretty poorly. It's rolling remarkably consistent. That's not amazing, but 16 damage. All right, you feel it takes a little bit less than that because of its Sidonite heritage. Nehmet shouts back to Nasuka Nilva, It's resistant to thunder damage! Also was not pushed back by it. It's like suction cups held it onto the ground. Pass to Ilva. Alright. Ilva's gonna leave the sphere of darkness there and is going to start out by using a second level healing word on Nehmet. You get back 12 hit points. Fuck yeah. And then I'm going to hurl a produce flame at it. It misses. That's a 12. <laughs> and yeah, that's my turn. At the end of your turn, Ilva, it will go and... Actually, it's going to try to get rid of these goddamn vines. DC 15 athletics check. Athletics check. Okay. A 10 does not. It rolls very poor. The top of the round, the like ink splot kind of falls down, and instead you feel the waters kind of rise up, and anyone within five feet of the water pools needs to make a strength save. <laughs> I'm real bad at this. That's a 16. Ilva and Nehmet. That is a 12 plus 12 minus 1, so 11. Okay, you are pulled five feet deeper into the water, and Ilva is fine. So you're kind of pulled under the octopus. And the, whoever was last, Ilva, you can pass to either Nehmet or Nausicaa. I will take it. Here's what I'm thinking. I almost want to give it to Nehmet so that he can heal himself, but before like the initiative gets passed to the octopus. I was just going to take two attacks at it from underneath it, considering I'm right up against it. Oh, okay. I'll pass it to Nausicaa then. Alright, I'm gonna shoot it, not take the minus five. And then this one, I'm going to use the shadow shot. So what type of damage is that? That's psychic. Okay. And I'm going to ask you to make a wisdom save. DC 15. Yep, it does succeed. And then, that's unfortunate. I will attack it and take the minus five. Damn, I wasn't going to hit either way, so... A natural one. Natural one. Alright, then I assume it takes it. Well, first, it'll use one of its legendary actions. Nehmet, make another dexterity saving throw, as it attempts to crush you under its body. 16. Alright, you succeed again. 
its turn. So it's going to try to crush you again. Oh, so I make another dexterity? Yes. Yep. That is a 5, so it's an 11. Okay. You are knocked prone under it, and you are considered restrained by it. Escape DC of 15. 7 damage. Yeah, 7 bludgeoning damage. It will then make a bite attack with its beak at you, because you are restrained by it. It has advantage. 24. For 21 slashing damage, and your armor is reduced by 5 until you can repair it as it slashes into your armor. It has a very large beak beneath it. You said, what, my, my AC is reduced? Your AC is reduced by 5. Jeez, I'm fucking crow. As it tears into Nefmet. You can take the initiative, or Ilva can take the initiative. Okay. Then I'll just try and break free. Alright, acrobatics or athletics, whichever you want. First, I'm going to give myself a healing word. 10. And then I'm going to try and break out. You said acrobatics or athletics? Yep. That is a 16. You do break out. No, you are prone. So you need to move out from under it and then stand up. What if I just crawled? If you just crawled to like there, that's 10 feet. And then attacks against you will have advantage because you're prone. You can move 10 feet and then stand up. And that'll be most of your movement. I'll do that. Okay. At the end of your turn... It will attempt to lash out and grab Nausicaa with one of its tentacles. A natural one, though. Barely misses. <laughs> yeah, so then whoever you pass to goes. Nehmet, which I guess is just Ilva, because she's the only one available. Yeah. All right. I am going to cast a third-level flaming spear right back here. Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I will also use my bonus action to ram it into the octopus. And it needs to All make right. a dex save. Dex save. A natural one again. God damn. <laughs> that is seven fire damage to it. All right. Upon taking fire damage, it is going to spit at you. All right. A nine does not hit, though. All right. Who are you passing to? And who is going to get both legendary action and lair action at once? I'll take it. All right, Nausicaa, you okay. got this. Nausicaa will go first. Before you go, lair action. Yeah. It starts to slam its tentacles against the ground. And Nausicaa and Ilva, stalactites start to fall from the roof of the cave. I need you both to make dexterity saving throws. All right. All right, you succeed. Twelve. You do not. You take 13 damage, and you are pinned under some rocks. Ooh, that's bad. As these are impassable terrain. Noska, you can move, like, five feet away from the rock if you wish. So I assume I can't, like, sneak through this area now? No, you cannot. Well, you can squeeze through it at half movement. But the river octopus is going to try to grab you, Noska. Fuck me! No. 18. Nasca, you, before your turn starts, you take the 18 damage and you are grabbed by it and pulled closer to it. That's not good. Okay, Nasca, now it's your turn. <laughs> All right, I use my action to break out. You said athletics track? Or That's acrobatics for you. Acrobatics, yeah. okay. It's like a grapple. Fuck. Who wants it? I mean, I'll take it. All right, you go. 
I'm just going to stab, stab it. Before you go, it is, it's going to sweep its tentacle in front of it again. Make a deck save. Nehmet. That's another 16. That's another natural 10. Okay. Plus you, six. You take half of this damage. Eight. Yeah. So you get to stab, stab it. So I'm going to take my Kopish attack and then my Xyphos attack. That's a 21. 14 plus 7. And then 17 plus 7. So both. Yep, both hit. So 9 plus 5, 14. 14 damage. Right. That's, that's pretty good damage. It is going to take the initiative. Figures. It is going to throw Nausicaa into the water. So you fly 35 feet, so you take 3d6 damage, and you fall into the water. You take 6 damage. So you are now, like, submerged 10 feet. It doesn't get a free reaction attack if it stands there. So it's just going to stand there. Roll your flaming sphere damage. 6 damage, halved to 3. That's a spit attack going at you, Nasuka. 16 to hit. That misses. Oh, damn. Okay. Ilva, it is your go. How weak is this thing looking? I mean, it's on its last tentacles. I'm prone under these rocks, right? Yes, you are prone. Okay. This is going to be wild. I am going to use my bonus action to slam the sphere into its back. God damn it. Death theory is its strong save. Nine have to four. Yep. And then I'm going to hit it with a produced flame. All right. Oh, 15? A 15 is one off. Damn it. All right. Well, that was my turn. All right. It's going to make its attack against you. It's going to try to pull you out. It has advantage. Uh, 25. 13 damage. <laughs> yeah, that hits. It will pull you close by, 10 feet in the air. All right. Who on your squad do you wish to pass to? I'll pass to Nehmet. Let's give it one more good stabby stab round. That's a 4 plus 7, so that doesn't hit. Uh, but the Xyphos, that is a 12, so 19. Yeah, that does hit. That does hit. 2 plus 4, 6 damage. It is barely standing. That's about all I can do. It will go. It will use its action to try to rip the goddamn bandage off. Get the fuck off. Oh my god. Yes! This thing is terrible. Good fuck, dude! First the goddamn Cerberus, now the goddamn River Octopus. It's okay you crit me that one time. <laughs> Alright, well, you know, it's gonna pass to Ilva. It's making its deck save. That's rolling higher save. That's 13 damage halved to 7. Sorry, 6. Okay. It's going to spit in your eyes. It has advantage because you are restrained. Am I still restrained? Because you are grappled by it, yes. So at 26, 5 acid, you are blinded. Until you use an action to break it off. I'm going to use Absorb Elements to have All right. that. Yep. And then it passes to me? Yes. Okay. As my action, I'm going to attempt Primal Savagery. Alright. You have disadvantage. Oh, damn it. It's a 14 of natural 20. <laughs> As you try to claw at it with the acid, it laughs at you. Ha 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 That is my element. 
I'm going to hit myself with a second level healing word. Okay. It's going to be 10 hit points back to me. It's going to fling you into one of the rocks. You fly 20 feet. So you take 2d6 and you get flung over here and you are knocked prone. All right. Nausicaa. Yeah. You are underwater. I'm going to swim up to above water. Okay. You can swim 15 feet. I will give you a second option. This cliff over here, you could attempt to climb up. If you climb up and get on top, part of your movement, but you need to make an athletics check to do so. And then you will not have disadvantage on your attack. Okay. A 14 is what you need to get up. All right. And then I'm going to shoot him twice. All right. My God. A 14 misses. 16 hits. A 16 uh, hit. Fucking kill him. Nine piercing damage. It's one hit point left. It dies from the lightning damage. So as it's like laughing about the primal savagery, I'm going to like hop onto the cliff. I'm going to be like, hey, octopus. I'm going to pull my arrow back. <laughs> I shoot him in the eye. <laughs> kill. Yes, I take it. <laughs> it is dead. That was 100 hit points of pain. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> that was awesome. We were, like, all dead, almost. Yeah, Nehmet, like, puts his hands on his hips and, like, you know, swivels his head back and forth between Nausicaa and Ilva, and he's like, what did I say? It was easy. Easy. <laughs> all right, Ilva, do you want to do the honors? Wait, 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 wait. And what if we, like, cut off a single tentacle? To take back to the others. To take back to the others. Or to have for dinner. Let's let's take two. Both. All of the above. I mean, they are very big tentacles. Like, these tentacles are so big, they would probably be considered medium creatures. <laughs> Cut off the tip of one of the tentacles. I want, I want the beak. I'll pull out the oily, burned pelt of the boar. <laughs> That's like maybe, like maybe a four-inch square. And just say, well, I got to keep this, so... Sure. <laughs> Make some survival. Uh, can someone please do the survival checks? Someone with a higher wisdom than two? No, no, no. It's survival with dexterity. Oh. Yeah. And then you can do the appraisal of a nature check beforehand to get advantage. Oh, yeah. I'm going to do that first. Oh, a 23 is plenty. You have advantage on your harvest check. I'm just going to roll a dex check. Okay, a 17. A 17 is enough to pretty cleanly carve out just the beak if you want the beak. Yes, very pong. Because if, if you wanted to go for anything else, you would have had to roll higher. Basically, what I'm saying is you sacrifice getting other stuff for the beak. I want the beak. Okay, you carve out some of the beak. All right, you're still going to take a, like a tentacle for, for food. Yeah. All right, and then we burn the rest for Kyra. Do we know if this is like a mythical beast that will work? Ilva said that it was blessed by Sidon, so it should work. That's at least the impression that I got from it. That's what Kyra said, right? Probably. I listen to like maybe half of what Kyra says. <laughs> wow. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, we should sacrifice this one to Kyra. I will also turn to Nehmet and say... You don't perhaps happen to have any more of those message spells with you, do you? I do I have one one more reserve of energy capable of carrying one of those messaging spells? 
you think it'd be worth it to send a message ahead, make sure that they know that we're okay? And that we might be running a little behind. It seems like it wouldn't hurt. Nehmet will press his fingers to his temple and look in the direction of the boat the boat party. <laughs> or like to his ear like he's like he's talking into a fucking FBI. Yeah, you should have like one finger on your ear and the other one talking to your wrist. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> he, he does like a full FBI like comms look and he's like, everyone, mission accomplished. We chased them down through the waterfall. We're going to be making our way back, but we might be late. But we're alive. We've made our sacrifice to Kyra. Also, you can reply to this message. He sends that to Ato. All right. If you guys want to take a short rest in here, you can do so. Spend some hit die. Regain your resources. Mehmet takes out his instrument, and he starts to compose a little song about octopuses and squids and how it really doesn't matter the difference and how they're just as dead at the end of the day. If you want, you can add an epic verse to your account. Really? Okay. For that. Yeah. For that and killing this mighty beast. Wonderful. Okay. So there was a cliffhanger last time. Literally. Because as you round the corner, there's another fucking waterfall. Awesome. There's no combat, so there's no turns. But it will be skill checks. So... Make your checks to give Ragna advantage, or at least not disadvantage. Oof, only a 12. 13. All right. She will be making these a disadvantage, but, you know, oh, no. she could roll really good. Hey, look. Oh, 14. Damn. 14's what she needed. <laughs> it's like a skill challenge, DC. It's 14. You're kind of, like, worried about the rest of the group, and you're not able to clearly communicate. It doesn't help that Ragna does not speak common. I forgot that was like the one of the main reasons that Nehmet was being captain was because he could he could speak to everybody. <laughs> so it falls and it takes structural damage. Boat's still not bloodied. All right, now that there's not like imminent fear of octopus, you continue to float down the river. Is there any like role playing you want to do while floating down the river, or just chilling? The two of you, Bullbug, Kyra is like unconscious. She's just like I I give up. I forfeit. Just. Throw me, throw me to the wyverns. I, I can see them. They're up there. Arya will ignore Kyra and turn to Ato and say, so is it just us now? Or? Ato is kind of like quickly lo- like looking to the front of the boat, making sure not about anything, and then like looking back and trying to see if he can see him coming from behind. I don't know. I guess we have to assume they'll catch up. I mean, it has to be all of us, right? I don't know. What happens if someone dies? I was under the impression that either all of us save the world, or that's the end. What? So we just die because those idiots ran off to fight a giant whatever? I mean, hopefully not. I certainly can't swim back up river to where they are, especially not after that waterfall. They kind of just ran off. I don't know what to do, but keep going down the river at this point. Well, if it's just you and me, I think I'm alright with that. Ato just goes like, hmm. And me, says Bullbug. (laughs) (laughs) I don't know how good of an intuition you have, Ato, but, uh... Do you mean insight? Yeah, sure. 
you might be able to tell that Ariel said that just to see what your reaction would be. My reaction was a disinterested, hmm. You know, you're really no fun, Ato. You have made that very clear. Well, your conversation is swiftly cut short as the waters in front of you start to narrow and rage faster. You'll be moving through some rapids, so we'll need the skill checks again. Oh, God. 21. Okay. She does not have disadvantage. Straight roll. Bang. Bada bing, bada boom. She's fucking used to this. This is easy. (laughs) Fucking raft. You're able to point out, like, a jutting rock, and she definitely avoids it. You're able to make it through the rapids. It is very tumultuous. You see Hector start to lose his lunch a little bit. But, you know, he, he keeps it in. And you make your way to a much more meandering part of the river. Kyra kind of, like, looks at you, at you two and goes, You know, if it's just you two, then, you know, I think I got enough to revive both of you once. So, you know, you could die. And I'll, I'll bring you back. Sound good? I mean, ideally, we wouldn't ever need to cash in on that deal. Oh, well, you, kn- you know how it is. Well, you are coming up on the end of the line, actually. Ato, make a perception check, not the normal skill check type. Oh, not part of the boat? Just normal? Yeah, just a normal, normal perception check. Oh, thank you, Vulcan. That was a not one. Turned into a seven. <laughs> mm. Better than a five. Well, you start to hear the waters roaring a little bit more loudly in front of you. Karina kind of calls back and goes, I think we're there, and I'll need you guys to make one last set of skill checks to, I don't know if you, how far you can see forward, but uh, the end of the map is like doom. It's like a big waterfall. I am rolling like garbage. Not 20. A nat 20. Nice. That's good. That's good. Ragna, bring it home. 22. Hell yeah. That beats the difficult, harder skill check. She's able to get it close. You get pulled a bit, start to get pulled sideways, and she like lodges it between the rocks. You're able to step off and onto the beach. You can now see near the edge of the waterfall, the river Leve pours into a chasm, creating a waterfall that plunges far more than one vertical mile. Mm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So yeah, you're able to step off the boat quickly. Ragna kind of like gestures for you all to quickly get off, and the boat starts to like slide down slowly. Let's get off this boat and I guess make camp and wait for the better half of our party. Jeez. So before everyone comes back, I do have a little bit of roleplay moment I want with Ato. Mm. Do you want to step him aside from the NPCs, or do you want Kyra to constantly be butting in? No, definitely away from everyone. Okay. How about you can do it like as we're setting up camp? Because presumably Ato would be setting up his tent a little bit farther away from everyone else, so that would be a convenient way to, for you to talk to him without the NPCs there. Okay, Ariel definitely wasn't planning on setting up camp first, but now I'm getting the feeling that Ato will insist, so that's fine. Not so much insist, but just do it anyway. But if in the middle of you setting up the tent, Ariel was like, hey, can I talk to you? Don't lie to me. Ato would be like, nah, I'm setting up my tent. Come back later. Oh, Ato would be like, fine, talk to me, and I will keep setting up camp. Okay, but I want to talk to you away from camp. 
again, I'm setting up my tent kind of far away from everyone else. Okay. As per usual. Well, then we can check. So, we could have died back then. Yes. Have you opened that letter yet? Are you okay with the possibility of dying before you know what that is? Does everyone know about the letter? Well, Kyla saw it, so yes. <laughs> Eto lets out a labored sigh, and he kind of transitions from kneeling to sitting and clearly not working anymore. And he kind of rests his hand on his pouch where the letter is, and he says, I'm afraid of what could be in it. I have no idea what could be there. It is a part of my life that I was resigned to knowing was in my past. And sometimes things from the past, even good things, can hurt. Who's it from? When you say that, he very quickly, a little quicker than he usually answers, starts to say, my brother, it's from someone I knew in Aresia. Your brother? You hear him kind of mutter something under his breath. This is, in a way, yeah. Is it someone you were in the military with? Yes. Shield brother was a affectionate term we would use for all of us in the squadron. But Bemus was, we were a little closer. Well, in my experience, it's always better to know. Ato takes an audible gulp and he pulls the letter out from his pouch and just kind of looks at it for a while. And he he hasn't been like looking out for any of this. He's just kind of been looking straight down, but now he's looking straight down at the letter in his hands. He says, what if it's not even from him? I've told you all that I'm wanted back in Aresia. What if this is a trick? Was he in your squadron? Yes. Someone told me that you had killed everyone in your squadron. But I suppose that wasn't true. Beto lets out kind of like a a chuckle and sigh and says, no, that's not true at all. There's probably plenty of variations on lies like that. They're all fine. I just left. For the record, I didn't think that you would done it without a good reason once I met you. I mean, for all I know, they didn't even set up camp. <laughs> what? <laughs> she was just trying to lighten the mood a little bit. <laughs> he kind of tilts his head and like half looks over his shoulder but doesn't actually fully look at you, just kind of like confused by that statement. She's smiling at him, but maybe he doesn't see <laughs> No, he doesn't turn enough to actually see you. It was a joke, Eito. Oh, sorry. Um, I mean, you know, I'm not typically receptive to that, but I'm not really in a headspace for that now, especially. Do you want me to look at it? I could tell you if it's from him. You could tell me if this was fake? I could tell you if it was signed from him. I could tell you if it was a magical fake. When Neha first handed this to me, after I got over my initial shock, my first thought of doubt was that some bounty hunter or someone in the military there had sent this under false pretenses with some sort of tracking spell or something on it. 
he turns and actually faces you. Of course, you can't see his face for the helmet, but he's actually, his head is faced towards you. And he, like, holds the letter out to you and says, could you check? Sure. Do you just want me to check if there's an enchantment on there? Or if there was an enchantment in the woods? I didn't even know that was how that worked. I admit all of this magic is not my specialty. I mean, check for whatever you think could be there. I just, I have this terrible feeling in the back of my mind that if I open this letter, somehow people will find me. Okay. First, Ariel will check the envelope to see if there's any spell on it. Make an arcana check, unless you just have detect magic. I was going to use identify. Oh, that would work. That would work. Also, Sam, I don't actually know if it's possible to uh, enchant words in a letter like that. <laughs> well, anything's possible with magic. <laughs> I don't know if Ariel like, would even know if that's a thing or not, but she definitely wants to read this letter. So bad. You can spend the spell slot to just identify immediately if you have the spell prepared, or if you don't have it prepared, you can ritual cast it for the like 10 minutes. I don't, so it's going to have to be ritual cast. Okay, well that happens. This is when Ato gets the call. And Nefret basically just said, hey, we killed it. We're heading back. We're going to be a little while, right? Yeah. Yeah. We need like a need to rest for like an hour. <laughs> We're not dead. I will relay that to everyone, Ariel and the NPCs who are a little farther away, and I'll suggest that we take a rotating lot of people by the riverbank so we can make sure that they find our camp. I mean, I assume you'd light a fire. That makes it pretty easy to find. I didn't know what time of day it was. I didn't want to be presumptuous. It's pretty late, actually. It's getting close to sundown. Oh, then yeah, so... we brought have a, a fire. But still, I assume we're a little ways in from the beach, so we're not just on riverbed, which is gross mud. But yeah, I'll just tell everyone, like, the other three are okay. They're heading back. It's just going to take them a little while since they don't have a raft. We should keep an eye out for them, make sure they find our camp. And I will send back to Nehmet, telling him, I'm glad you all are okay. We made it to the end of the river. There's one more waterfall and then some rapids. And after a switchback, you can see the deadfall on the horizon. Make sure to come off to the right. I've probably already exceeded 25 words, haven't I? I, I? I say I'm glad you're okay, and I vaguely described to him how to get off, yeah. the, off to our camp. Two waterfalls, big deadly waterfall. <laughs> so I assume there's something magical on this slider, but is there? There is nothing magical about it. It is an ordinary letter. All right. So after 10 minutes, I will come back to Ato and tell him, can't find any magic on this letter. Do you, like, hand it back to him when you say that, or...? Yeah. Ato will take it from you and, again, just kind of look at it and say, so it's okay to open? Yeah. And if it's not, hey, you probably won't have time to be mad at me, right? Yeah. Ato, a little bit of a chuckle. Ariel just does, like, the tiniest, like, victory dance. Just, like, a little fist pump. Like, like a little one, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we'll just say thank you and 
put it back in his pocket and say, Oh, come on, man. We should keep an eye out for the others. You just got a message from them, right? They'll be fine. Open it. I'd rather do that with some privacy. You're killing me here. Why do you feel the need to be so involved in my personal affairs? Well, for one, you are Mr. Mystery, and you don't let anyone in your personal affairs, which makes me want in even more. And for two, we've been traveling together for more than a month now, and you should trust us a little bit. Tomorrow is your guys' month-long anniversary. Oh, I trust you all just fine, but there's a difference between trusting someone and letting someone in on private things like this. Is that okay? Okay, but, well, I don't know what's in that letter, but I can see how you're responding to it. If what's in there is hurting you, will you come to someone and talk to them about it? Oh my god, I don't know how Aether would respond to that. I'm sorry, I need to think. <laughs> you got, you just got offered real-life fucking psychological help. <laughs> that's Yeah, that's like asking a 19-year-old who's enlisted in the army if he wants to go to therapy. He would probably react poorly. Aether will just give another one of his trademark wordless nods. Does Ariel believe that nod? Roll insight, I guess. Wasn't great. I mean, he nodded. That's typically like an affirmation, something in the positive. All right. Well, then she'll smile and leave him to set up his tent. Or as she's walking away, she's going to be like, oh, Anato, read it tonight. He'll give another nod. All right. That's all. Well, I mean, I assume in like 20 to 30 minutes, Arya will come back over and be like, hey, can you set up a tent? <laughs> Yeah, later once Eito's tend to sit up and he's like in the middle of his kata, Ariel comes over and is like, Eito, help! <laughs> She's like tangled up in the vows. <laughs> Eito will let out a little bit of a groan, but you can hear just in the tone of his voice, he is smiling a little bit and he will come help and then go back to his kata when he's done. Oh. And then like an hour later, everyone else arrives. <laughs> <laughs> they do arrive. You all, you make it to this area. You make your way kind of down a sharp cliff, down off of where everyone disembarked from the raft. And you make your way down to the base of the waterfall, which it's kind of weird. The water like flows outward and then becomes like an inky black about like 40 feet into the small lake area that has been carved out by the waterfall. It makes sound like water, and there are ripples from the waterfall that reach to the shore, but it is a fascinating darkness. And you're able to make your way down to close to the shore of it. There's like a nice cove where the rest of your party members have set up camp. Oh, I should have a thing before you get back. So after Ato and Ariel have their conversation, Kyra is like sluggishly setting up a tent very, very slowly and not very well. And then you see her kind of go, oh, I, something's tingling? Oh. And you see her kind of like start to glow with like a soft golden light. And after a couple seconds, it fades 
and stands up straighter, kind of like looks around and oh wow it's uh, it's been a while oh my goodness and she does like a zoomy around the yeah. entire camp <laughs> she runs around the entire camp in like a fraction of a second and there's just like this quick burst of wind almost like a mini hurricane that are, or like mini tornado that rises up out of the area and she's like oh I've never felt this good in forever. Holy shit. But her exhaustion has been alleviated. Kyra is feeling pretty good. When the rest of you, the three of you, much more battered and beaten, arrive. I'm pretty sure at this point, Nehmet, that your boots are like out of fly speed. Uh, Yeah, they only fly for an hour. Yeah, you're just about done. And she will like run up to all of you and will gather you all up and uh, hug you. She's like, wow, I, you know what? When you guys are going off there, I honestly thought you were going to die. I'll be real with you. I'm glad I was wrong. Are you feeling better? Magnificent. I feel like I could take on the world. Oh, it's so good. Is this what Valis felt like a week ago? Goddamn. Once everyone gets there, Ariel will produce a feast from the Horn of Belmitria. Hell yeah. Oh, nice. I just wanted to say that also, when the three get back, Ato is also like very happy to see you guys in a way that you haven't seen him before. He just like <laughs> runs up and he like, he, he was clearly like running through his kata. I guess if Ariel like paid a little attention, she noticed that like he got to the end of what he usually did, haste for a bit, and then started over. And when everyone got back, he like kind of ran over and like. He doesn't really know how to show affection, so he's just like, I'm glad you guys are... He, like, very awkwardly reaches for a handshake. It, he was worried about She's you She's like, oh, thank God, I thought I was going to be stuck with her. <laughs> <laughs> I think Ilva probably just very awkwardly reciprocates the handshake. <laughs> it's like a good, hearty forearm handshake, but a handshake nonetheless. Nehmet puts a hand on Eito's shoulder and he says, I understand the affection. I appreciate it. Nasca's going to give Eito a big hug. Eito very awkwardly returns the hug. Like, for the first couple seconds, his arms are not around you. And then very slowly, he, like, gently puts them on you and pats. <laughs> we have drinks, right? We yeah. also have this, like, big tentacle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I mean, Bullbug will eat, like, half of it alone. We can put it in the bag of colding and find someone who can, like, prepare it specially. Quick question, and I don't know if it's too late to do this or not, but while we were short resting back in the cave, would it have been possible to keep searching through that pool of, like, coins and stuff? Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Make, um, we'll just say one, one big investigation check. One of you can help the other, whoever has the higher investigation. I have a plus four. I got plus three. I have also have a plus four. Can I guide one of them? Mm, yes. All right, Nasuka, you take it. All right. 17, pretty good. All right, well, you get the Mithril Dorada that Nefmet pulled out, got distracted by, and then almost got fucking ambushed by the goddamn river octopus. More like dead octopus. Uh, that's <laughs> what it is now. <laughs> I guess, Nefmet, you'd probably spend the short rest repairing your armor and making sure it's no longer minus five AC. Yeah. Which really just involves you like reading the straps tied together, 
Ilva casting mending on anything that's broken, that sort of thing. You also find three arrows of sort. They appear to be magical. <gasps> Though you do get back to camp, so I will just let you know. They are arrows of slaying monstrosity. Neat. And then in addition, you find another 20 platinum pieces and then 90 gold pieces. All right. Well, you guys will take a long rest and then nothing happens for a whole day. If you want to mill about, you can fish, you can do that sort of thing. Is there any other role play anyone wants to do like tonight? Because I really like the, the visual of closing out this session with all of us sitting around the campfire on the shore, eating this feast that Ariel produced. I like that. Yeah, that sounds great. Sorry, if you want to have like a foreshadowing cliffhanger thing, go for it. The next night is when something happens, but it's a whole day of just milling about on this beach. Can we try and find the Ultros? I mean, yeah, that's what you can search around the whole whole lake. That's what I'm. That's what I'm going to do. My uh, in that day is just that like. Day? I mean, the lake. It's this lake is like the end. There's no outgoing rivers, hmm. which is unnatural, as you know. As we're sitting around the fire, between like mouthfuls of food, I'll I'll just turn to Ato and say, "So, did you open up the letter yet?" Ato face palms a little bit. Oreo beans. <laughs> uh, no, I haven't. All right. Well, we'll have the night pass, long rest, successful. So, what can I do with this beak? Funny you say that. Before you go to sleep, you're packing up everything. Your bow is unstrung. You've kind of like put it to the side. And from the crystal in it, your ancestor speaks out. Oh, shit. So that's the third great beast you've slain? Uh, it would seem like it. There's like a, like a hum of approval. To think my granddaughter is so gifted. Well, you've done well for yourself. That's for sure. You want to reply at all? No, I'm just going to keep listening. You know, if you have any pieces from those types of creatures, I could lend you a spell that can be used to bind them to this weapon. Is that so? And a weapon it will be to surpass the titans themselves. Hmm. I have this uh, giant beak. It's like probably strapped to my back. <laughs> 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 if you're not a particularly capable spellcaster, you might need to enlist some help discreetly. The gods should not be involved. Mm. Well, do you, do you agree, granddaughter? Yeah. Okay. All right. You establish connection, and then you all rest and take a sweet, sweet long rest. You spend like a day milling about. I know Nasca said she wanted to like search around, yeah. but there is no sign of the boat. And Kyra notifies you all that it's been a month now since you first met up. That's in the crazy. Really, it feels like it's been so much longer than that. Mm. Yeah, like, like I don't know, eight months at or least some eight shit. Times that much. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but yes, it's it's been a month. So this is the next morning, right? Yeah, and I'll say it's a. What happens, happens in the next uh, sundown, right as the sun sets over the horizon. Well, as soon as Ariel gets up, she'll go over to Ato and be like, did you read it? So, Ato did, but Billy doesn't know what it says, and I want to know 
secretly so that I can process this and decide what Ato says. We can do like some timey-wimey shenanigans. Uh, I'll send you like all the deets in a message. Yeah, and that's what I was thinking. You can like, when we meet next time, you can do that sort of thing. So, <laughs> yeah. Bullbug will play with Van Pupper and wrestle with Van Pupper in like a fun manner. <laughs> so, Ragna wants to start learning some common from Nefman so she can start, you know, communicating with y'all because hot damn, that would have made it easier <laughs> on the boat. <laughs> She's like, you know, it would have been really nice to understand what you all were saying. It was just gibberish after you two left. It was crazy. The first words that Nehmet teaches Ragna are yeet and poggers. Incredible. <laughs> Terrible. <laughs> yeah, Ragna is kind of confused with the, at the word poggers, but kind of like understands like, oh, it's a cultural thing. Got it. Yeah, Nehmet, it's like, it's a thing that kids like Australia would say. It's like young people parlance. It'll, if you use it, <laughs> Thailians will think you're cool. Ah, poggers. <laughs> Can I like hear this and go, oh yeah, poggers? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> In Maganild, this is a very strange land. <laughs> you're exactly correct. It is a strange and alien to all of us. Also, you should go tell those to Ilva. <laughs> I mean, Ilva, you were pretty close by. You could, you know, totally over, like see this. I, I assumed I was like out looking for the Ultros or something like that. Oh. <laughs> something productive. Well, when you come back, Ragna in common will point at Nazca, Pog Champ. <laughs> Incredible. She already knows common. What? I, I put like my hand on her forehead. Are you feeling okay? <laughs> she kind of like pushes away. She's like, in Megan Hill, Nehmed is teaching me common. Nehmed is over in his tent giggling. I just sort of look around Ragnar's shoulder. You know, I can teach. Actually, no, this is good. You're you're doing great so far, and I give her like a pat on the shoulder. <laughs> she gives you a smile. <laughs> it's like, yay! I'm learning to work with the group. <laughs> all right, cool. Then nighttime, just as you all come back, no sign of the Ultros. You kind of went up the river as much as you could before you would get accosted by wyverns. You return back by sundown, and as you prepare to go about preparing dinner and that sort of thing for, I guess, like another night of searching. Bullbug says he wants to dive into the black pool in the middle of the lake, but Kyra is like, and Karina and Hector, and really anyone with like a wisdom score of like <laughs> maybe 10 will go, no, Bullbug, that's a bad idea. Especially two of you with experience falling into the underworld. <laughs> maybe recommend against it. <laughs> What if the boat fell into the underworld? Let me rephrase that. Maybe it got pulled into the underworld. It's like it would be under the water is a, a portal. Yeah. I suppose I could try and scout the area out. What if you use the familiar just in case? Yeah. Yeah. All right. You want to stand on like the, the shore, send the familiar out like the 40 feet to the black? Yeah. I'm just going to, like, put my hands together 
blow into it and throw a little tiny goldfish into the water. Mm. Well, yeah, your familiar swims out to the black, and using your vision, I don't know how familiars work with portals to other dimensions and how your sight works. There will be a brief like signal of oh fuck, oh god, it burns. <laughs> and then <laughs> nothing. Uh, oh no. Okay. That happens. Do you want to go into the portal? So I think that that would be a very bad idea, I say turning back to the rest of the group. Alright, well we'll say this happened near sundown. And as the sun sets on the horizon, there's a flash of light. And you avert your eyes, and when you look back, there is a massive ship. Ghostly green that is just offshore, kind of sailing out of the waterfall. An anchor falls down into the lake, and the boat comes to a stop. Hey guys, I think I found the Ultros. <laughs> Do we want to board this thing? Usually when things are too easy to believe, they also end up royally fucking us. And this ship just appeared out of the waterfall, and it's, it's literally a ghost ship. I do not know how to feel about it. Well, actually, I have another idea. I'm gonna clap my hands together and separate them, and there's a little bony sparrow. I'm gonna just sort of send it into the ghost ship. It flies down, and we'll just do like a, a cinematic cliffhanger. Through the familiar's eyes, you see ranks upon ranks of skeletal faces at the oars. There is a tall undead skeleton who is at a large single drum at the prow of the ship who just kind of stares across the oarsmen as you just see all of the undead, just like the dream you had before.